folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Current Poindexter here with your boy. Hey, it's your boy. Hi, I'm your boy. Bob Faggity. I'm your boy. Ladies and gentlemen, Kayfabe is on life support. It's me, your boy. In the era of Twitter. Kayfabe is dying. Bye, Kayfabe. Are we going to pull the plug? No. Bob and I are here to perform life-giving medical services to Kayfabe by coming up with our own power top 10 list. Top 10 list. All that and more today on Small Package. Hit it with it, Bob. Small Package. Deliberately low key. Not the rest of it. Low key is pretty high key. Yeah. What you don't say. Yeah. How's it going, Bob? How you doing today? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you got published in Newsweek again this week. Yeah. Is everything else going good for you? What's up? What else is new in the world of Bob? Uh, Enlighten us. I was supposed to be playing NHL 18 all day. Uh huh. But the codes EA gave out for PS4 apparently are are broken. Nice. And, the, and I emailed the per, the PR person. She's like, "Hey, uh, these aren't working." And she's like, "Yeah, PlayStation supposed to be fixed in a couple hours." Ha ha ha. So this is on EA. Yeah, and it wasn't fixed as of 5.45, so... You clocked out. Yeah. Nice. I mean, obviously, I did other work up until 5.45, knowing that the sure. codes weren't working. Sure. Yeah, I published four stories today. That's not bad. Sure. Oh, people at home can't see. I forgot it's a podcast. I'm doing air quotes. Um, well, hey, man. That's cool. Speaking of EA, I've been playing Madden, and yeah. their, their servers have been going down a lot cool. and uh, because most of Madden 18 is cloud based at this point it means that like when it goes down there's very little that you can actually do with your $60 game and uh, in the Madden ultimate team mode I entered a few tournaments and was doing very well and then the server would go down in the middle of a game and I would not only lose, but I would lose all of the rewards I should have earned up to that point of the tournament. Uh, I complained to EA customer support, and I got the event tickets back, the currency that you use to enter the events. But I, you know, that it was. I was like, well, what about all the things I would have won by where I was in the tournament? And they were kind of like, get fucked. Lol. I was like, really? Like. If you converted what I would have won into their like Madden currency, like the stuff that you pay uh-huh, for, uh-huh. it would have been like three or four dollars worth of shit. Uh-huh. So they couldn't just be like, okay, well, sorry, our you know sixty dollar game that you bought didn't work today. Here's essentially three or four dollars to make up for it in currency that, let's be honest, they don't actually lose anything by giving it to you. Uh huh. So I'm a little slightly perturbed. Yeah. 
sorry, buddy. But uh, thank you for helping me set up Twitch. I was able to play Madden Franchise with my dad today for a little bit. Sure. But uh, anyway, so that's a good three minutes that we just killed. Uh-huh. You can just call it a show. Oh. We're done. Good night, everybody. Well, you can follow us on Twitter. You didn't Twitter. even watch the shows this week. I know. That's why we're going to have a discussion where we're going to come up with our own power ranking, our own top tens. Sure. Of kayfabeness. It's kind of sad because you missed two pretty good episodes. You know what? It's funny is I... I of all the ones to skip. You know, it's weird because I was bummed that I, like there were segments that people were talking about that I was bummed that I missed. And most of it can just easily be watched on YouTube without giving up five hours of my life. I guess that's fair. In in fairness as well, I'm going to be watching Raw and SmackDown this week because this week, Khan's going to be in town. Boop, 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 Technically, boop, boop, boop. as of recording this, he is in town, Whoa. but he's with his parents. And then he has other plans over the weekend that he has to take care of. But he'll be with Fucking us all next Khan. week. And uh, he's planning on watching wrestling and hopefully... We can convince him to be on the podcast next week. Yeah. Since he's fucking here. Yeah, God. We can finally. Guest host. Yeah. Let's just have Khan host the show. Like, we don't <laughs> even talk. That's even better. Instead of having, like, a friend on the show for the first time, it's just, like, Khan hosts this episode of Small Package. Khan, right, just, just go talk about Raw for 20 minutes. And then we don't even have to record. We're off the hook. Right? We can just go out and do a pokey walk while he's just up here babbling yeah. with nobody. We can do that thing that Kayla does where we walk in the door and then guest appear for like 30 seconds and go, but we don't really want to be on the show and then leave. <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening at home is like, wow, that sounds like you love doing this. And it's like, no, we, we, we enjoy ourselves. We have a good time. But man, sometimes wrestling can be a burden. I'll be honest with you. I was bummed about the segments I missed. But I did uh-huh. not miss watching wrestling for five hours this week. I just, it's not that I, it's not that I don't enjoy the product most of the time. I do. But just sometimes you just feel kind of just fucking burnt out, man. Yeah. Anyway, with that said, uh, the stuff that I know about from Raw is the main event with Big Show and Strowman. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think something about the women's championship becoming a fatal four way now. Uh huh. Because of complaining to Kurt Angle. No. Not complaining to Kurt Angle. Match. Well, complaining to Kurt Angle turned into match stipulations, turned into match getting changed. Sure. Uh, <laughs> something about Enzo's competing on 205 Live. Yeah, he's been there for a bit. And then he was involved in a fatal five way for the number one contendership on 205 Live this week and won it, I believe. Okay. Because it was an elimination match and uh, Cedric, uh, he got... Metalik? Three of the eliminations. Uh Uh-huh. And then Enzo like snuck the last one in. Wow, and he's been very heelish despite being like an overface. Sure, like I mean, we're talking putting his feet on the ropes to get pins. I'm talking, we're talking like pulling the tights, maybe even eye pokes. I don't remember. Well, he but, could he could turn it into. You got to remember for Eddie Guerrero that actually worked for him as a face. 
It's true. For a while. Hey, lies, he cheats, he steals. Viva La Raza. So, anything else? Oh, and John Cena and Roman had another promo. Yeah. But it wasn't as good as the previous promo. It was not as good, but it's still pretty decent. Still a couple of li- good lines. Sure. And there's one pretty funny line from Roman. I'm not going to lie. Oh, do <sighs> tell. So, Roman comes out, Cena's like, yada yada, come out here, you don't respect me. And he's like, hey, you haven't even zipped up your fly. Come on, man. And Roman kind of looks down and goes, it busted open. Big dog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> was this fly really down? I I didn't see it. Um, if it was, that's so funny. But, I mean, just that little bit, I was just like, oh my God, Roman, I, I like you for that little exchange. And then you started chanting, you still suck at the TV. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't actually didn't watch any wrestling live this week, but I did watch all most five hours of it. So the the biggest news commercial. The biggest news from Raw is that Braun Strowman had a pretty great match with Big Show. Yeah. Um, that is that is some of the big news. And then he finished he won against Big Show in a steel cage and then power slammed him through the cage door to end sh- and the show. So mm-hmm. they big show of force. Did anything else exciting happen on Raw? Jeff Hardy versus Miz for the IC belt. Oh, right. I'm assuming Miz retained. Yeah, it was it was a really good match. Um, but... Uh, was it clean finish? It was a clean-ish finish. Sure. As far as finishes go for the Miz, it was one of the cleanest finishes he's had in a long time. That's great. Yeah, but... Uh, and honestly, it doesn't really hurt Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy at all, but... It really helps the Miz to have a clean win Jeff over Harvey. Jeff Harvey. Minus seventeen thousand stars. Oh, way too many. Uh, you know, it does a lot for the Miz's credibility, though, um, to have him get a clean win over a competitor of that caliber. Yeah, because actually, the Miz Taraj got kicked from ringside during the match. Very cool. Um. Anyway, there's also the Cena versus Jordan match. What? Yeah, the show started with the Cena vs. Jordan match, and it was really good. Like, real good. Um, especially as far as opening Raw matches go. Uh, so really, it was, it, was, it was a good night of wrestling, all things considered. Um, like I said, the IC title match was really good. The main event was really good. The opening match was really good. Mm-hmm. And then the women put on a pretty decent match. Um, so what happened was uh, of course the women were arguing backstage and then Kurt was like, fine, it'll be Sasha and Alexa teaming up against Naya and uh Emma. Emma. And if Nia and Emma won, then they got added to the match and making a fatal four-way. Okay. And so they fought, they fought, they fought. Nia, you know, goes and does her big move on Sasha. And then uh, Emma actually does the secret back slap tag in 
and then rushes in and gets the pin. So Emma came out on top to get them into the match, which okay. is kind of an interesting little thing. Um, but that's kind of... See, I mean, even though it sounds like there was a lot of interesting stuff on the show, it... I don't know. I, I don't really feel like I missed watching it this week, unfortunately. I'll be hyped up for this week upcoming because Khan's here. And, you know, there's some cool stuff coming down the pipeline as we get closer and closer to No Mercy. No Mercy. How far away is that? Uh, I think it's the last Sunday of September. Okay. So we're getting we're getting closer. It's still a few weeks away. But next week's... Actually, while Khan is here, this coming SmackDown is basically a pay-per-view. Because Vince is coming. Well, and all sorts of stuff, which I'll get to right now. So SmackDown was actually weird this week in a a way where, yeah, they had four matches or whatever. Sure. But there was a ton of just story and out-of-ring segments. That's always great. I'm always down for for stories. So obviously the main thing uh, was... The uh, da, 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 Kevin, da, Owens, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon bit. Uh, Kevin Owens saying some very harsh words to okay. Shane. Shane ends up attacking Kevin. Kevin goes backstage, starts going off about how he can sue the company and and take it take it down and get everything. It's you know. Get everything. Sure. Uh, and and Shane gets, you know, pulled backstage and put put in a in a side room, and then you see Daniel on the on a, on the phone, Daniel Bryan, and he's like, "You want me to do what? Okay, in the ring right now. That seems a little harsh, but okay." Sure. And then there was a little pop when you said you want like me in the ring. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just calls out Shane as like, you're indefinitely suspended. Like you need to leave right now. And then at the end of the show, he gets another call being like, oh, you're going to be here next week. Mm hmm. Okay, Mr. McMahon. Noise. Well, no, actually, uh, he's talking to Kevin. Oh. And he's like, next week you're going to have to face, you know, and Kevin's like, oh, what? You're going to make me, you're going to talk to me next week, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, Mr. McMahon. And Kevin goes all, oh, she uh, died fucked up. Um, so, which I think that we talked a little bit about the idea of if they ran with an angle where Kevin sues the McMahons to try to take ownership of SmackDown, it w- it could be a very very potentially interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll go that route. We obviously haven't really you know seen anything concrete that they would go that route, but if we could, it could be a very fun story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, what else happened on SmackDown that was weird? Um, what else happened was 
Carmella fired James Ellsworth. Oh, wow. Uh, got all pissed at him. And then later on in the show, he's begging for forgiveness. And then she is like, fine, but we're going to do things my way. And then she grabs him and starts making out with him. What? And then she slaps him in the face. What? <laughs> That's doing things her way. Oh. And then Big Cass came out with a, on crutches and beat and, and beat him to death. Huh. Um So Yeah, Aiden English beat Sammy, which was a thing. Uh Dolph Ziggler did a series of other people's entrances and it was kind of cringy and kind of funny, but ultimately just kind of cringy. Wait, who? Ziggler. Oh. So he did a Cena style entrance. He did a Naomi style entrance. Wait, he just kept going going back and forth. Yes. He was literally like ran out to the crowd and being like, You guys don't appreciate me. All you care about is people doing their stupid flashy things. Let me- was it with their music? Like John yeah, Cena's yeah, music? Yeah. He was like, Maybe you'll cheer for me if I do this. Like, came out as Cena. He's like, oh, no. Well, maybe you'll cheer me if I do this. Like, came out as Naomi. You know what, though? <clears throat> I I think that that... I don't, I don't think that that sounds stupid at all. I think it sounds annoying, which is great. If he's, you know, locking down the heel thing. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time... Uh... He's also acting really stupid. Even in kayfabe. Like, if if we're playing sure. total kayfabe here, Ziggler's been around WWE for, compared to everyone else, arguably the longest. Like, Ziggler's been around for a long time in the WWE. Yes, he has. And he is just now being like, oh... The maybe the fans will cheer me if I do dumb gimmicky shit. Like it never occurred to him that the people doing the gimmicky stuff get cheered. Like he's like, oh, I got it. Like it seems like he's complaining about an aspect of wrestling that like, w- did you just wake up and realize that this but is how it is? If he's not wrong, that's compelling as a heel because it's like. I find that a lot of times the most compelling heel heel runs are where the heel's not wrong, but they're a dick about it. I mean, for fuck's sakes, Jericho and Shawn Michaels feud from like the late knots, as they say now, uh, like that feud was amazing because Jericho was 100% right. You know, Shawn Michaels faked an injury to cheat to win and got called out on it. And for his troubles, Jericho got super kicked through his own Jeritron and everyone booed him because he was going up against Shawn Michaels, but Jericho wasn't wrong. And like the same thing with Kevin Owens, you know, when he was talking about some of the shit that went all kooky in this AJ Styles feud, he wasn't wrong about a lot of it. It's just that he's a dick. So you don't want to be supportive of the fact that he's a dick, even if he's right. So if Ziggler's coming out and being like, what do I got to do? to get love from you guys. 
if I come down like Naomi and I'm all glowing and like feel the glow and, and or I come down like John Cena and I dance around the ring, I think that that's compelling. I mean, granted, I'm not, I haven't seen the segment, so maybe it didn't play off as well as I am playing it in my own head. Yeah, I don't know. It came off like he's like, oh. It basically, he's being like, all gimmicks are stupid. Why do you only cheer for gimmicks? Sure. I don't know. Anyway, um, there was a tie versus Corbin match with AJ Styles mm-hmm. on commentary. That wasn't bad. Uh, and after it, Styles runs into uh, Aiden or. Runs into Ty backstage okay. and uh, is like, next week on SmackDown, you and only you get to have a shot at my belt. Hmm. So so Ty gets a definitive chance. What? So Ty gets a definitive chance. Well, yeah, he's like, the open challenge next week will only be open to you. Okay. So it's a match with him. Yeah. It's not an open challenge. No. Uh... So that means that next week we get, uh, I believe we get Naomi's rematch mm-hmm. for the women's belt. We get Ty versus AJ for the U.S. belt. Okay. And we get Vince McMahon showing up. Hmm. So, Should be a great show. And Khan's here. That so, makes it all the better. Uh. However, the the show ended with another really good match. Mm-hmm. Really good match, which yep. is surprising considering the two involved. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Shinsuke versus Orton, which, I mean, sure. obviously those are two of the top performers in the world, realistically. However, when both guys are kind of lazy, both guys are really fucking lazy, and it shows... And so, like, you might think, I don't know, a SmackDown show, they're just going to do whatever and go through the motions. Sure. And then it'd just be a ho-hum thing. Sure. But I would probably say it was Nakamura's best main roster match he's had since being called up. Well, that's good. And it was a really good fight between him and Orton. Um, And, uh, yeah, Nakamura comes out on top. He gets to be the number one contender for WWE belt going hmm. into hell in a cell. Well, which is October 8th, I think. Sure. Well, that's all. That all sounds really interesting. I like it. So is that, is that pretty much it for uh SmackDown this week? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Oh, um, they decided, Oh, right. Uh, there's, There's more the tag, the tag belt match. I okay. think it's for the belts at least that will happen next week as well. Um, which the Usos, cause they won that match. They got to pick the stipulation mm-hmm. and it's going to be a sin city street fight. Blech. Okay. For the title. I'm pretty sure for the title. Hmm. Okay. 
So that means that, like I said, next week's a mini pay-per-view. You got a U.S. belt shot. You got a women's belt shot. You got a titles belt shot. Uh, you got uh, Vince McMahon showing up. So, hmm. I mean, there's plenty to be fucking hyped for SmackDown, especially with Khan here. Right. So I guess uh, with that, we can get into some of the news. Start getting into that. Yeah. Uh, biggest news that I feel like we have to talk about. Biggie news. Right off the top is Big Anthem news. Sports. Um, oh, man. So Anthem is the company that owns the Fight Network. Uh, they, uh, they're, they are a subsidiary company. Of of is it Sinclair? No, no, it's Sin- another company. Ring of Honor owns Sin- Sin- Sinclair owns Ring of Honor, right? Um, that'd be crazy if Ring of Honor owns Sinclair. <laughs> um, but this Anthem is a subsidiary of another company, I believe. Um, anyway, there's a lot of that kind of stuff under their umbrella even before they bought uh, TNA, which became Impact, which after the sale became Global Force Wrestling when it merged with Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling. Um. And it came out that they are, according to backstage reports, hemorrhaging money. And that Anthem is desperately looking into selling off Global Force Wrestling because the purchase is not working out as they'd hoped. Uh, They've had to make a lot of financial cuts to the Fight Network just to keep Global Force afloat. Um, There's some people who are jumping ship from Global Force Wrestling and looking out of their ways for out of their contracts. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has now left the company officially. He cited personal reasons, but it ha- that news came out like a day or two before the report that they were hemorrhaging money over there. So who really knows? Uh, and of course, this brings us back to a giant rumor that WWE also, is... Also, he didn't leave. He was suspended indefinitely. Because his, his initial statement said that he was leaving. Well, for personal reasons, I read the statement on the impact website that said he was suspended indefinitely. So, yeah. So already that's a conflicting report between Jarrett and everyone who isn't Jarrett. Um, And that brings up the rumor that we heard before the Anthem purchase, which is that WWE is interested in buying up their competitor, Um, which if that happens, uh, if that were to happen, Obviously, first of all, they would get the TNA tape library, which would be great because they could finally talk about where Angle and AJ and Samoa Joe and some of their other people were for a while in their careers. Even Ric Flair, Hogan, whenever they get around to bringing him back, you know, there's a lot of people they can talk about the stuff they did. Mick Foley. Yeah, probably not Jeff Hardy. Uh, But Sting. Sting. Yeah, Sting for sure. Sting had a great run at TNA. For his own character, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other interesting thing to talk about is is if WWE were to purchase Global Force Wrestling, formerly uh, Impact TNA, would they just close up shop? Would they keep it open and keep their contract with whatever fucking network they're on today? I, I don't know if they're back on Spike. Uh, they were on Destination oh, they're America. On Pop. They're on Pop now. On okay. Pop TV. They moved around a lot. Um so would they keep their contract with pop and treat it like its own separate brand? Um, or like make it another NXT style developmental, like maybe make it the intermediary between NXT and the main roster. Uh, but 
to that that point, at that point, will we finally have reached a threshold where we say there's too much WWE content? Realistically, if they bought anything, they'd just buy the rights to the tape library and then they'd let everything else get shut down. On the flips, on the other, uh, not flip side, on the like on another WCW. point, maybe sure. they'd buy out a couple contracts, but they wouldn't. Well, the other thing that they would definitely get is the Broken Hardy gimmick. Yeah. Because currently, there's the legal dispute as to who owns it. Um, and as it stands right now, it seems like the courts have sided with Global Force. I mean, obviously, there's not been an, any sort of official uh, statement or official, uh, uh, not settlement, you know, verdict on it. Uh, but... Uh, you know, if the Hardys had a better claim, WWE would be using that gimmick right now. Yeah. Um, which tells you if they buy Global Force Wrestling, they immediately get the broken gimmick. They should. They should. And it's less likely that the Hardys would, in the immediate future, fight WWE over the ownership. Well, yeah, they'd, they'd let it ride. Because it's in their own best interest at that point. They basically would stay with WWE till they retired, probably, and have that gimmick on TV. Um, so we'll have to stay, you know, tuned to that situation and as it develops and see what winds up happening with, uh, the global force wrestling brand. Um, in other news, the rock versus John Cena three might happen, Bob. And have you heard about this? I feel like I have, but so Currently in the DCEU. Oh, right. Yes. The Rock is cast as Black Adam for his own Black Adam movie, as well as being part of the Shazam movie. And the lead candidate for Shazam as Shazam, not as the boy, but as Shazam is John Cena, which is perfect. Because if you think about it, what is more perfect than a boy wanting to be someone more powerful, saying a magic word and turning into the body of John Cena? John goddamn Cena. Uh, so it's literally every kid's dream. So I just want you to know that there is the the actual possibility because we saw what The Rock did in the Fast fr- franchise. Uh-huh. He was amazing in it. He he turned that ship right the fuck around. Yeah, and took it to the moon. Uh, he also rock bottom Jason Statham. So there, a coffee too. So there's a good chance that we could see The Rock rock bottom John Cena but him counter it into an AA in a DC universe movie. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've really thought about this or let it sink in, but there's a good chance that we could see that happen. I, for one, am excited. It shows. <laughs> uh, I have a couple other things. I don't know if you, there's anything you wanted to bring up. I do not really have much. Uh, uh, Sean Devari. Uh, did an interview where he talked about how Enzo Amore is is sort of pissing off everyone backstage at 205 Live. Already? That was fast. Uh, his quote was, he's someone that, when it's all said and done, is going to be inconsequential to that. The guy's a hot act. They split up a hot act. The partner gets injured. and They're like, well, what do we do with him now? Let's put him here. And then if it looks like it's not going to be a good fit, what are they going to do next? Probably put him on SmackDown, probably. I think he's already ruffling feathers here at 205 Live. He's talking down the guys like, well, you know, you really need to be doing it this way, or there's no psychology to that, or you're all just doing flips and dips, Davari said. 
everyone's like, you're the worst fucking wrestler on the fucking card. If it's too much flippy dippy, shit, you can't even do flippy dippy. You can't even do basic shit. Damn, that's some brutal quotes. <laughs> so there's that. There's also another element to the anthem thing is that apparently some of the uh, creative team and higher ups that are still with Global Force are friends with Kevin Dunn. So there's rumors that Kevin Dunn is really putting the bug in the McMahon's ears to just go ahead and fucking purchase this company already Uh so that they can get it over with. Sure. Uh, Speaking of companies with legal disputes, the Young Bucks got a cease and desist from the WWE. Oh, yeah. Ordering them to stop doing the DX suck it gesture because, you know, that's copyrighted, I guess. I heard, in all fairness, Mm -hmm. it was the phrase suck it, not the crotch. The actual phrase. Yeah. Uh, They had a great tweet where they tweeted out, they've taken away FTR, Cody's last name, suck it, hangman, and now they're taking away Christmas. Um, Which, do you understand that part? Because that's kind of an interesting topic to talk about. The Christmas thing? Yeah. Uh, I, I heard that they, they announced that they were going to be doing shows on Christmas Day or Christmas On Christmas Eve. Day night. And, and New, New, Year's, New Year's Day, Day. night. Sure. Which uh, I heard a lot of people getting upset. A lot of people being like, WWE, worst place to work for. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's USA actually pushing this. Sure. Not WWE for whatever it's worth. Which, it's it's hard for them to say no to their cable house yeah, that they live the in. The company that pays them $150 million a year or whatever. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of shitty. And hopefully, WWE, mm-hmm. like makes it optional for some of the wrestlers. Right. You know, especially the foreign ones. Like all those Irish folks, all the mm-hmm. all the Canadians who, you know, they're probably gonna be in like Baton Rouge or some shit. And right. Anyway. Yeah, a lot of people I saw that were irritated. And some were like, well you get paid a lot of money. So you're on just suck it up you're on the road but an interesting point is it's not just the wrestlers it's the sound guys yeah. the camera guys yeah the dudes who build who build out the ring it's the people who are probably getting paid minimum wage to work the concessions at the arena it's it's you know because yeah you have to have people working in the merch booths you know you have to have pas running around backstage to get shit for people catering so there's a lot of people who are going to Hopefully be making a good holiday pay. You know, hopefully they get some kind of bonus for doing it, but it doesn't necessarily make you feel better about it. Like you, now you don't get to see your family and you're working on Christmas. That's a little fucked. I wish that WWE would have fought it a little bit more, but what are you going to do? Right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty sad, but whatever. I mean, it sucks, but I'll, I'll probably watch at least i'll be watching New Year's christmas day because there's reasons mm-hmm. anyway um it's uh, according to the uh, wrestling observer kenny omega is going to have a procedure done on his knee um apparently he injured it a few months ago he's been working through it um but he it looks like it's going to be a very, very 
small procedure. It's not going to be major. They still have him billed for some events at the end of September and early October. Um, and uh, it doesn't look like he's going to miss too much time, which is good if things go according to plan. Um, you know, at least it's not like major reconstructive anything. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, taking care of it's like maintenance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be relatively fine. Um, also, Ring of Honor COO Joe, uh, Joe Coff uh, did an interview with Fan Buzz um, where he talked about uh, Cody Rhodes not being exclusive to Ring of Honor, but being a prominent feature on Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about how they basically have a sort of like organic. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Symbiotic relationship with New Japan where they sort of allow each other to go back and forth with some of their people. Um, and he also, in the interview, it's a really good interview. I re- recommend checking it out and reading it. He talks about kind of having a lot of their talent poached by um, WWE. Um, interesting, interesting little interview. So, uh, other than that, the only other thing I really got is uh, the roster is released for WWE 2K18. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Hardys, the Hardys didn't make it in time. They've been here since just before WrestleMania. They came here at WrestleMania. Literally during WrestleMania. So, um, uh, so that's what? April, May, June, July, August. So five months. I don't know. It seems like there was enough time, but they, you know, a lot of people are speculating they might be holding them out for DLC. Yeah, I mean, that makes the most sense. Um, there's a couple other major uh, people who are absent from the roster um, that people are anticipating for DLC as well. The most notable omissions being in NXT with um, uh, Almas mm-hmm. and uh, Aleister Black, yeah. uh, both missing from the roster. But Galloway likely, too. Yeah, but he's he's a really recent addition, sure, sure. so that's a pretty reasonable excuse for him not to be in the game. I feel sure. Um, rumor roundup on Cage side. Uh, they're saying that uh, Big Show, Big Show's hip surgery could be the end of his in-ring career. He was talking about what going for one more year and then retiring. Uh huh. Um, but he was saying that he was saying that this WrestleMania was going to be his last WrestleMania. So sure. Um, but the Shack match didn't happen, so maybe he was holding out for one more. He didn't really get utilized too well. So that's fair. Um, and, uh, really, I think that's the, uh, the biggest stuff that I've seen on rumor roundup for this week, other than the people speculating about the four horse women, uh, fighting the MMA four horse women. Um, but it's, but the rumor roundup is saying that, uh, you should expect the four horse women. So that's Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey to not be title holders 
if the MMA for horsewomen rivalry is going to play out mm-hmm. because obviously you wouldn't want to be getting yeah, the title muddled up in that. Oh, fucked up. Sure. Um, yeah, they they really uh, have been playing this up. Inter- I, I noticed, interestingly, none of it on WWE TV, mm-hmm. uh, solely on their social media and uh, May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so those women might still be under some kind of TV contract. Sure, sure. With UFC. All right, so that's the news, and we've gone through Raw Spectrum. So now I think it's time we should get into... Uh, another little one of our discussions. Uh, Bob and I uh, have both put together our own WWE top 10 power rankings of kayfabe. So uh, this is not taking into account any alleged backstage heat on people or backstage politics. Uh, It's not taking into account, you know, fourth wall breaking stuff or rumor mills. This is just based on the booking and the performance on TV. Our top 10 power rankings of kayfabe superstars at this moment. Also, this is main roster only, so no NXT. Here, I'll go ahead and take that for me. This is from... Oh, damn it. Uh, this is... Uh, NXT is not on here. 205 Live is. They are part of the main roster. Um, and uh, so... Bob, why don't we open up? We'll, we'll go in reverse order, 10 to 1. Uh-huh. Uh, why don't you lead us off with who your number 10 is? Number 10 I have is Dean and Seth. You combine them. We did say that that was fine. You can combine tag team partners into yeah, one spot. Because, I mean, if you look at the tag division right now, uh, I feel the top teams, well, one on Raw is Dean and Seth. Mm-hmm. One on SmackDown, I feel like if they got in a fight, Dean and Seth would win. Um, and I mean, just look at their histories. The, they're both WWE champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ambrose is now a Grand Slam champ. It's true. Uh, Rollins is one belt away from being a Grand Slam champ. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 some strong competition right there. And they have they have won a fair amount lately. Uh they haven't really lost too many except for by heel tactics. Right? The dirty deeds is unstoppable. Sure. Um that's a good point. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh at my number ten I have Alexa Bliss. Uh pick. Alexa is the current Raw Women's Champion. Uh-huh. Um and despite having lost the title in, in recent uh, events she did reclaim it uh-huh. uh huh. and before that she did hold it for a while uh-huh so she has a considerable amount of days under her belt uh she is also a former smackdown women's champion only one to be both mm-hmm. uh and she's looked good the only opponent that she hasn't looked as strong against is naya but naya is sort of a beast uh-huh um and in fact in the honorable mentions you know people who just missed the list Naya probably would have been probably like maybe 12 or 13 on my list because she's a very strong, viable contender for that championship. Sure. So who you got at number nine, Bob? Gender, gender, gender. Wow. You have the SmackDown men's heavyweight champion at number nine. Again, I just I ranked this as kayfabe. If they got in a match with any of the people above him, sure, would he win? 
Sure. And Fair realistically, enough. I don't think he'd win against any of the people above him. Fair enough. However, he does deserve to be on this list uh, because Ginger's got some uh, some impressive stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, he is in a three-way tie right now for the most matches of anyone on the main roster for the year. Um, wow, really? Yes, he is currently tied at 113 matches on the year uh, with AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. Hmm. According to cagematch.net. Um, and uh, as for the other interesting gender, pa- gender fact mm-hmm. that some may find depressing. Okay. Um. Okay. Ah, uh, I gotta find it. It's the amount that he is the length he is held down. Uh, the championship for. Hmm. For the WWE belt. Oh, here it is. Mm-hmm. If Jinder holds WWE Championship until No Mercy, which isn't even a SmackDown show, but whatever, sure. if he holds it just until No Mercy, which he should, because I don't even think they're challenging for it. Sure. If they just that's probably for Hell in a Cell. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, he will hold it for more cumulative days than Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Chris Jericho, Ric Flair, Mick Foley, Batista, Dean Ambrose, Jeff Hardy, Sergeant Slaughter, The Iron Sheik, and Rob Van Dam. Not combined. Cumulative days. As champion. Yes. So he'll have had it more cumulative days than any of those guys had a single run or all yeah, of their no, runs? No, 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 not, not all of those guys combined. No, 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 no. But I mean, all of their runs combined. I'm pretty sure. Wow. And then really? if he holds it for 16 more days after that, he'll beat Eddie Guerrero, Edge, and AJ Styles. Well, AJ Styles isn't super surprising because he's pretty recent. But all those other ones are fucking shocking to me. Thanks for the call out uh, Reddit user Shifty McCoy uh, with a source of Wikipedia. That's insane. Uh, that was your number nine? Yes. Uh, coming in at number nine on my list, I have Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, some might argue he's a little low on the list. Uh, I would say that it's a large roster with a lot of personnel. And you know, being in the top ten with as much good talent as there is on the roster, <clears throat> I don't think there's any shame to it. I think that if I'm looking purely at kayfabe... Uh, he hasn't been pinned yet. That makes him. That's a strong factor in being in the top ten. Uh-huh. Um, his finisher is devastating. That is another factor puts him in the top ten. Sure, sure. He hasn't held a main roster belt. Uh, he is tentatively the number one contender for the WWE Heavyweight Championship, but uh, it's still a little far out to know if he will be. Um, when it comes time around, uh, he didn't 
put Ziggler away in a dominating fashion and was able to get kicked in the dick by Baron Corbin recently. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that that kind of docks him just a little bit. Uh, that being said, obviously, he's great. He's a great performer, but purely in kayfabe, I put Shinsuke at number nine on my list. All right. Number eight. Mm-hmm. I have Alexa. Oh, there we go. So um, do you have more to compound upon? Yeah, I mean, she's just, uh, like like uh, we already said, run the mm-hmm. women's division on both Raw and SmackDown. So that deserves to be pretty high up, in my opinion. Sure. I'd agree with that. Um, I have at number eight, uh, I have Dean Ambrose by himself. Oh. Um, and the reason that I have him by himself, uh, is, uh, the fact that, um, the reason I have him by himself is Seth, I didn't feel like is as high up on my list. Uh, he had a feud with Samoa Joe re- fairly recently uh, where he didn't look amazing and his knee didn't look great. <clears throat> um, and obviously, I mean, if you go on the way back, he did beat Triple H at, at Mania to kind of cast away Triple H for a while. But going for more recently, um, he was pinned by Sheamus or Cesaro. Cesaro. He's pinned by Cesaro. Uh He's gotten a couple pulled over on him and had Dean come in for the save. Uh, also, like you mentioned, the Dirty Deeds is maybe, I know that this is kind of breaking the fourth wall, but it's one of the most protective finishers in the business. Uh, and then that translates into kayfabe as, if you are hit with their Dirty Deeds, that's it. As JBL would have said, ball game. <laughs> oh, we didn't, oh, wait, we didn't talk, talk about, about that. that at all. Whoops. Oh, yeah. JBL's gone. Bye. Bye. JBL left uh, the commentator booth for personal reasons to go work for a charity that he runs in Bermuda. If if Bermuda's still there, um, yeah. Bermuda's a little further. So out. there was a thing on Sports Illustrated where mm-hmm. it kind of suggested that he was pushed out. Really? It was. I haven't heard anything. Of it that. was very vague. Basically. Apparently, they make commentators arrive to locations on Sundays for SmackDown tapings. And so JBL was just like, fuck that. I'm going to show up on Tuesday for the Tuesday taping. Right. And I guess that was he did that without like telling people and that was kind of negatively looked upon. Okay. And then I guess when the whole bullying thing came out, a lot of like big shareholders didn't know all of his history as being a big bully. And that might've helped push him out. Sure. But I mean, to go out by saying, uh, you know, I'm going to help kids. Right. Like that's a pretty honorable way to go. Um, sure. So at least he's got that. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He's gone. And, uh, Corey Graves is the new, the new uh, third man on the SmackDown booth. So mm-hmm. he's running both shows. Uh, he is off of 205 Live. 205 Live is now uh, Nigel McGinnis and some guy named Vic something. I don't hmm. know. I've never. Weird. Yeah. Um... Well, uh, that's the news on JBL. Now everyone's updated. 
sorry that we missed it during the news segment. But that's that's my thing about Dean. Is his protect his finishes is very strong. His finisher gets the job done. Uh he looks great. He's a champion right now. I think that all elevates him. He's number eight. Who you got? Okay. Seven. Seven. I got the Miz. Wow. I think that we're going to definitely have a lot of guys who are on both of our lists. Well, sure. A lot of them are title holders. That is true. Uh, I mean, what do you really need to say about the Miz? He's looked fucking strong this whole for a long time. He's yeah. held that IC belt for forever. Clean win on Jeff Hardy. Yeah, clean win on Jeff Hardy. So. I think that my only the only issue you're going to have with the Miz for me is how high up he is on my list. I think that you're going to have an issue with him being the, as high as he is. Sure. Um, but I, I mean, I could definitely see him falling to a number seven. Uh, I think that if you don't have him in your top ten, that you're foolish. He's a champion. You know? Absolutely deserves being top ten. Agreed with there. My number seven, and this is, again, I am imagining that there's a good chance that you and I have The Miz and AJ Styles flip-flopped. I have AJ Styles at number seven. Um, The reason I have AJ so low on my list is, A, just the caliber of performances of some of the people above him. Uh, are just you know they just shine a little brighter right now. Uh, he did, uh, you know, lose the belt to Kevin Owens to get it back. So not hot potatoed, but like you know, clearly he's beatable. Um, and uh, you know when he got his foot caught in the table and everything, um, I just think that AJ Styles is definitely an amazing competitor. I just think within the world of kayfabe, um, I have him below these people, including the Miz purely because again, you know, looking at it as if they had a match who would win. I think that the Miz cheats better than AJ Styles fights. If that makes sense. Ha fair. Uh, Um, so that's my number seven, AJ Styles. Nice. Who you got a six, uh, six. I have is AJ Styles. (laughs) Uh, Oh boy. Again, I just thought if they got, I see your point. AJ yeah. cheats better than, or Miz cheats better than AJ wins. Yeah, kind of, but I don't know. I've, I, I, in a straight fight between the two, I feel AJ would win. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair, it's a fair yeah. argument. That's uh, all I got. <laughs> at number six on my list, uh, which will start the inevitable game, a game of where is the Miz on your list? The number six on mine is John Cena. Okay. Uh, John Cena is uh, obviously 16-time champ mm-hmm. and uh, an amazing competitor. He's real strong. He doesn't lose often. Uh-huh. He did lose to Shinsuke. Yes. <clears throat> which did give Shinsuke some points for me, uh-huh. but it did not take away from John Cena for me. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes he just gets caught caught sleeping a little and then he loses, but he does not lose often. Sure. Um and he did. He broke the curse of SummerSlam. He did. He, he did. He hadn't won at SummerSlam in I think it was like four or five years. Uh huh. It had been a while. Um, but he broke the curse. He's doing strong. Uh, he's going up against the big dog, the big dude, the big dog. Um, and uh, yeah. So John Cena, I got you at number six. Okay. Number five, Bob. Number five, I got Roman Reigns. Reigns, Reigns, Reigns. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, uh, 
I'm just going to spoil my list here for a second. Number four, I have John Cena. Sure. Um, and again, this this goes into who's going to win when they have a fight. Right. Uh, and I feel lately mm-hmm. Roman has lost to Braun. Technically, he did kind of get the upper hand at the end with the whole ambulance thing, but he Whatever. did lose to Braun. Yeah. Uh, you know, he got pinned in the fatal four way. Like, it's like football. It's like in football when they have like the football IQ matters, like ring awareness, ring smarts matters. And to be fooled by that sidestep, uh, which I guess, you know, in fairness, Braun suffers that all the time. But I see what you're saying. It cost him a match. Bronze don't usually cost him matches. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and, and he he took he took the pin on the Fatal Four Way at he SummerSlam. He did. So I mean, Roman has not had many big wins lately. Sure. Um. So so I have him five, which is why I have Cena at four. Because would you? I feel like I feel like you're in your justification. I'm going to give you a little spoiler of, of my own here. Uh-huh. I feel like in your justification, you are justifying to me why you put Roman so low on your list. Roman does not appear in my top 10. Roman is outside of my top 10 in kayfabe right now. Wow. So like I was sitting here while you were explaining to me and it felt like you were like, look, this is why Roman's so low on my list. Dude, you're preaching to the choir. Roman Reigns is not in my top 15. He is. See, I, I think outside just, of that. You're thinking too far back because you're thinking about him being protected. But he has lost in the last like six months since since WrestleMania. He has not been a, a conquering force. He he has won some matches. Yes. But Samoa Joe put him to sleep. Brock Lesnar pinned him. Braun Strowman took him to the limit, eviscerated him, and then put him in an ambulance and won. Even if Roman went off the deep end and drove the ambulance, sure, that's tough, I guess, but even within kayfabe, that's not in ring. Anybody can get a gun and shoot somebody. It doesn't mean they're tough. So I have I don't even have Roman in my top ten. Um which brings me to my So well sorry. To counter that Sure. Again, using my method. Of course. If Roman got into a match Mm -hmm. with anyone on the roster who isn't above him on my list. Sure. Who would win? Well, excluding women and cruiserweights, I feel like. Because they're kind of putting them. Roman's not going to fight Alexa. That said, he would win against her. Or Grandma Talik. You know what I mean? That said, he would win against him. I guess so. But within kayfabe. Uh, I I truly could see everyone on my list aside from Alexa and the and spoilers Neville. I could oh, see beating I didn't him. Even think put Neville on there. Oh, Fuck. bro, my list's about to get spicy. Uh, so you're number five. My number five is the Miz. He finally okay. shows up. There he is. It's uh, it's not unrealistically high. I feel like the Miz is a talented ring in ring performer. Uh, and I'm and K, and within kayfabe, I'm specifically talking about wrestling, but he also is good enough with the mic that he lures people into situations and traps that uh, they then fall prey to. 
He keeps a good team around him with the Miztourage. He's always kept good people around him that help him win. Like if you look at the the, the heritage of the Miz, from Morrison to Sandow to Maurice, and now the Miztourage, he keeps people around him who help him win, and that is not by accident. That is deliberate. He makes sure that he retains his championship. Now, his win-loss record is not nearly as clean as a John Cena, as a Nakamura, even as a Dean Ambrose on my list. But with that being said, The Miz is smart enough to ensure that he wins or at the least retains constantly. Mm -hmm. That's how he has put together more IC title reigns than anyone on the fucking roster, more Mm -hmm. days as IC champion, than anyone on the roster. And that uh-huh. includes Jericho, who's still on the roster. Uh, well, actually, Jericho has more reigns. If you're going to go that route. Miz has seven, Jericho has nine. Yeah, anyway. well, but also some of the Jericho ones count from... Because they brought WCW in. Yeah. So he had some reigns. That's fine. But anyway. anyway, If you're playing the stats game, then you just know, said something factually incorrect, man. I understand. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is, is that... He uh, he is a great IC champion, and whether or not you agree with him cheating to win, he does still retain. He does win. And that's why I have him at number five. All righty. So you said your number four is Big Match John. Big Match John. That's pretty high up on the list, man. I mean, I, I, Again, I, don't, I don't think... Who's he going to... Well, I guess he'd lose to Shinsuke, but he beat Corbin. Sure. And, you know... Uh, just losing to Shinsuke does not, you know, it's, you know, it's one of those kinds of things where it's like, oh, well, if the Mets beat the Nationals and the Nationals beat the Braves and the Braves beat the Mets, who's the better team? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah, Shinsuke got a win over John Cena, but Shinsuke Shinsuke's also been beaten down by Baron Corbin a number of times. And, and John Cena just beat Baron Corbin handedly. And let's not forget that Dolph Ziggler almost beat Shinsuke a number of times. True. And in power rankings, Dolph Ziggler would be, as much as I love Ziggler, way down there. Yeah. Also, in power rankings, kayfabe, Knox got no gold to show for him. That is also true. He's a 16-time champ, plus all of the other championships he's had. U.S. runs. He has not had IC. That's You know, that's so funny that Dean Ambrose became a Grand Slam champ before fucking John Cena. Uh-huh. That's weird as fuck. Yeah. Huh. But now Cena's on Raw, maybe he'll get that IC. That be, I mean, I feel like they have to give him at least an IC run at some point. So right. that, Just so that, to round it out and give him the Grand Slam champ title? Uh, my number four, the modern day Maharaja. Oh, wow. You got gender high up. Uh, and again, it goes back to a lot of the points that I hammered about The Miz. Gender finds a way to get it done. As you said, his reign cumulatively it's been pretty crazy. I just looked it up on Wikipedia mm-hmm. of the, for some reason it only lists 49, but there would be 50 sure. people. He's currently the 30th longest reign. Hey man, that's so he's creeping up to, and, and that's he, right up there. Uh, yeah. He's creeping up to being uh halfway and uh, he's had a long run again. Like the Miz, he keeps the Singh brothers around and occasionally Greek Kali, and he finds ways to get it done. He may not always win, but he always retains. 
He has not lost it since he's had it. So the and and also look at the caliber, kayfabe caliber of people that he's retained it against. You know what I mean? You look at at at, at his. Well, it's been Randy Orton and, and Randy, Randy Orton. Orton and Randy Orton didn't and he, Shinsuke Nakamura. And Nakamura. So which hey, right there, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, it's nothing to sneeze at, but I I just feel like he's jacked. He can go. We haven't seen him at his full potential because the Singh brothers help him out. And uh, I think that uh, it's I, I have met number four. So now, now, Bob, I'm really curious to see where we go in your list at number three, Bob. Number three, I have Samoa Joe. Wow. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. bum. Again, going back to my thought process, Joe versus anyone else aside from my one and two. Sure. Joe's going to win. Sure. I mean, I could definitely see that. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's strong as fuck. He's big. His coquina clutch is, uh, deadly. I mean, it's great. He's made a lot of people pass out. Um, so yeah, I definitely, it's, it's interesting too, because Samoa Joe is not on my top 10, mm-hmm. but he would have, he would have been my number 11. Yeah, just outside, and honestly, the reason I have him just outside, it's within kayfabe, is that he's he is injured, and um, the other people, just to be quite frank, are not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that docks him a little bit in my eyes, um, and also the fact that he wasn't able to capitalize and win the title is something else that would have hurt him. I feel like if he were not injured right now and was still. Uh, fighting at the moment, he probably would have come in at for my list, probably number five. He probably would have bumped Miz and everyone else down. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, he's hurt. So you're number three. At number three, I got Neville. Smart move. Uh, insanely long cruiserweight championship reign. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Arrow is protected as fuck, and it's a grand kayfabe. It's just, it's just, it's. It's a fantastic move to see. And even the Rings of Saturn submission he's been hitting, that's been pretty strong against getting people to tap out. Yeah, uh, he hasn't he hasn't lost very much at all. Um, he lost his title, but then got it back very quickly. Uh, he's just a dominant competitor. He's in great shape. And he doesn't allow himself to be played the fool very often. No. Which is important in kayfabe. Yeah. That you is. don't fall for traps. And he doesn't really cheat to win, which shows how strong he is. Yeah, like, it, he, he has kind of a, done some dirty things a couple times, sure. but I most of the times he's just like... He just wins. I, he, he wouldn't let himself cheat to win. He has to be out there to prove how he's the best. Which is insane to me because he's uh, he's such an overheal um, in the sense of him being like, he has heat. Yeah. Uh and he doesn't have to cheat to win to get it. He's just so cocky and arrogant. And the old school just not Spit just bit in the crowd's face. Oh, yeah. And just like the way that he doesn't when it's like a beat down after a match. It's not just a, oh, I'm going to take a chair and smash you in the face. It's I beat you. I'm going to put you back in the rings of Saturn and just wait until you pass out from the pain. 
Uh huh. Um, and it's the kind of stuff that Rusev was doing during his first very dominant run when he came up. That is true. Uh, I missed that. So, all right, Bob. Now I think it's no secret we're at one and two, right? But here's the big thing for me: who do you have number two? Who do you have number one? Uh, number two, I have Braun. All right. So that means that your number one is Ellsworth. Ha! Zing, zing, zing. You have Brock number one? Yeah. I have Braun number one and Brock number two currently. Despite the fact that Brock Lesnar is your reigning, defending, undisputed, heavyweight, universal champion. Uh, I have I have Brock at number two. Why do you uh, Why do you have Braun underneath Brock? Because he's not the champ. Uh, sure. You know, you had not only did you have Braun mm-hmm. put him through two fucking tables and then flip a third right. and then have him wheeled out of the arena, mm-hmm. he still comes back and fucking wins the match against. Oh, yeah three of the literally my well one two three and five spots yeah are that match so i mean that that just shows yeah braun's strong yeah mm-hmm. braun's fucking strong as shit he beats reigns he destroys big show mm-hmm. like he murders anyone else he still can't beat brock um, my counter to that would be, I, look, nine times out of 10, I would say whoever is your universal champion is number one. In fact, nine times out of se- out of 10, I would say that your universal and your heavyweight are probably one, two. I mean, within kayfabe power rankings, gender, obviously, he's, he's not in the whole scenario of who would win in a fight. All things equal, right? Gender falls down the list. Uh, Brock, compared to most of the roster, it's not even a contest. Brock just smashes their skulls. Braun has not been f- suplexed. He is he is a virgin to suplex city. Uh-huh. Brock has not been able to do his most known move, not his most devastating, but his most well known move, his bread and butter, his go to. He has not hit Braun with it. Uh, as far as I know, he has not F5 Braun in a match. I don't think so. Braun, by comparison, has power slammed him with ease through two announcer's tables, buried him under another, and had him sent to the back medically. I understand Brock came back. Brock did not pin Braun Strowman. Braun, I feel like, could have beaten Brock if Joe and Roman had not been a part of that match. Uh, also Brock came out to talk on raw Braun came out and embarrassed him in front of the crowd. Yeah. And also Braun picked up the big show with relative ease and scoop power slammed him through a, a, a steel cage wall to the outside. I'm looking at one at my one, two saying if Braun wasn't here today, Brock would be number one. No contest. But I, in my heart, feel that Braun, within kayfabe, has a leg up on Lesnar going into this match. Because Braun is unlike anyone that Brock has faced one-on-one. 
That's very fair. The the counter to your counter mm. is what you always say. You have the Miz so high up. You have gender so high up mm-hmm. because they know how to win. Mm-hmm. They know how to hold the title. Correct. And Brock holds the title. He does. And he and he and he he very often uh it's not very often that he loses titles. Um, but what I would say about Brock is that Brock is unlike the Miz and unlike Jinder, not going to it's very unlikely he'll cheat to win. Um he did dick kick uh Undertaker, but to be fair, Undertaker kind of started the dick kick city thing. Like Undertaker couldn't beat Lesnar, so he hit him in the dick and then hit him in the dick again. So when Lesnar hit him in the dick, it was very much a you yeah, know what? You already hit me in the dick twice. Stop hitting me in the fucking dick. I'm going to rip your dick off. Um, Lesnar. Other than that, he doesn't yeah, cheat to win. He didn't lose the WWE belt at at uh, WrestleMania 31. That's true. As they say on the announcers, one of Cole's best calls. It was the heist of the century. Yeah, uh, Rollins and th- stole it. And I think that's part of the the situation that we're in is that Brock Brock's too proud to just walk away he he wouldn't walk away from goldberg he wouldn't cheat to win against goldberg uh i think that brock is confident this is all within kayfabe is confident in his abilities enough that he's just going to take his best fight that he can to his opponent uh braun also uh even though he's technically the heel in this hasn't really done much in the way of cheating uh I don't have any recent recollections of him doing anything like leverage pins or grabbing tights. He just comes in, he smashes, he pins, he, and he goes home. Yeah, no, Braun doesn't cheat. And that's what makes this such an interesting matchup is that we have two guys who should be heels, are treated as faces, don't cheat to win, and are both just the powerhouses. And it's, you know, like in The Dark Knight, what happens when the unstoppable force meets the immovable object Except in this case, there is no immovable object. They're just both unstoppable forces. Um, and I just think that in my own heart of hearts, in my power rankings, Braun's got the edge. All right. Well, this is a good discussion. Uh-huh. Uh, let us know on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Tweet at us at small package POD or go to our Facebook, facebook.com backslash small package POD. Yeah. Uh, give us a little write up and let us know what you think about the power rankings. And hey, maybe give us power rankings of your own. Give us your top five. Give us your top ten. Hit yeah. us up. We want to read them. Don't go over top ten or we won't. If you list 11 people, I'll stop. Right, we'll just be like, you don't, you don't qualify. Sorry. Sorry. You need to read the rules. Read the fucking rules. <laughs> no, we'll, well, at this point, we'll pretty much read whatever anybody writes to us. Seriously, even if it's incomprehensible garbage. And uh, hey, maybe we'll keep these, these rankings. Uh, I'll, I'll probably make them digital so we don't fucking lose them. Whoa. We can have a little like... Uh, where people go up and down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come back. Uh-huh. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Small Package Show. This has been Bob Faggerty at Bob Faggerty on Twitter. It's been me. I'm CB Poinix here on Twitter. It's been him. I told you our Twitter handle at Small Package POD. That's on Facebook and on Twitter. Hit us up. It's been us. We'll be back next week with Andrew Kahn. Kahn, 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 Kahn. Coach Concept himself. I think this is his first official appearance on the show. Well, I mean, outside of Coach Kahn's corner. That we did like once. Well, we did like two or three times, I thought. 
Maybe. But this is his first time in the room. In the podcast. person. It's going to be Coach Concept. It's going to be great. All right, guys. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Small Pack Show. Hit him with it, Bob. Small Pack. I like that.